paid good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. I'm continuing coverage of the Fantasia Film Festival, and on this episode, I am talking about the film Hundreds of Beavers, directed by Mike Cheslick and written by Mike Cheslick and Ryland Brixen Cole Twos. They are the powerhouse behind the Lake Michigan monster, and now they're out with a new film, Hundreds of Beavers. This might be the best, or at least my favorite film of 2023 so far. I describe it to Mike as looking like a video game playthrough. It's black and white. It's about a fur trapper in the coldest parts of North America. And it just really tickled me. I had a great time watching this. And I hope everybody listening to this has the opportunity to check out Hundreds of Beavers. It is a great, great movie. Check out HundredsOfBeavers.com to see where it's playing near you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy the interview. How did you guys meet? What was your origin story? We were in high school. I was on the cross-country team. He was on the football team. People said, you guys can't be friends. You're too different. You're from different worlds. And I said, no. It can be done. We can build a bridge between the cross-country team and the football team at our northern suburbs of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in high school. We made it work. Two cultures were able to collaborate, and now we've been making movies ever since high school. And our first project was a promotional video for our high school, and now we've done two features, Lake Michigan Monster and Hundreds of Beavers. And you also made the uh, short film Lips, which is highly entertaining. Oh, thanks. Thank you. That's awesome that you watched Lips. Thank you. How did the style come about of using kind of animation mixed with live action? Because I love what you're doing in your films. Thanks. It started slow. Lips was a very rudimentary, kind of bad animation. And then, so we worked our way away from that. But Lips did start to get us to think about just doing the all green street movie, starting with an all green street movie, and then slowly adding sets back. Am I explaining that well? What do you think, Riley? What's your answer to this? Yeah. Absolutely. And it was like, we wanted to make these big movies with a very small budget because when you look at our movies, they don't look like they cost a lot and they don't, but we wanted to make a big movie. You want to make a movie where it's two people talking in an apartment. We wanted to have these big, big scopes. And the only way we could do that is if it wasn't this black and white 
16 millimeter aesthetic that allowed Mike to do all these crazy effect shots too. Yeah. And so over the features and lips, we want to maintain this thing where we're not limited in the writing. We can write any crazy idea we want and put it on screen as long as you get the audience to accept that it's just not going to look that good. If everything looks the same amount, it's not good. And there isn't this fluctuation of high quality and low quality. People are comfortable with just a steady line of bad. Of mediocrity. Yeah. Instead of shocking them with one really well done effects shot, then it's going back to being what it is. We're not making Avatar here, people. We're not making Avatar here, people. Tell me about Hundreds of Beavers and where did the idea come from? Because I get a real video game feel from it, actually. The video game structure, it's a combination of that Wiley Coyote thing of an animal is chasing another animal in a cartoon. Tries one thing, tries another thing. Goal, obstacle, tactic, and the running joke heightens. But in our movie, we wanted to layer the running jokes and also in that RPG structure. So instead of watching a montage of the character getting better, you have a movie that's way too long because you watch him play the whole video game and you watch every item and you watch him build the whole trap line. And there is no abbreviated edit. It's just that you watch him catch all hundreds. And Ryland, how is it for you? How much of that set is there for you to act against? Or is it all just green and then in your mind? We shot 75, 80% of this in the North Woods of Wisconsin and Michigan in the winter. Uh, we were really out there in the snow and in the cold and in the woods. And then, yeah, the rest was like green screen stuff. But we did a lot of that green screen stuff, but not in studio, but still outside in the cold because it was cheaper so we just throw up a green tarp or something outside and shoot that way but yeah interacting with things around me it was fun especially once we started doing the fight stuff later on the fight scenes were always the most fun stuff to shoot thing about actually getting in character and shooting it the actual act of shooting it was probably the easiest part the hardest part was actually just the manual labor of four or five guys lugging all this stuff through the woods, all this heavy equipment, all this, these big props, these big costumes, lugging it through two feet of snow into the woods, lugging a ladder, they just, just crap in the woods. So actually when it came time to finally shoot the movie and Mike said, action, that was actually easy. He's not that good in the movie. He just goes like, Whoa. and yeah. then we're like, come on, moving on. And then we would like one take and be like, okay, now three hours to lug everything back off this golf course. So we park on the side of the road with our equipment in a truck, just some golf course, yeah. just drag our stuff out there. And then we do one take. And Plus, then we exactly. Plus there wasn't really a lot of room. There's no improvising. In this movie. There wasn't a lot of times where I could actually act outside of just being a, an animated character that was manipulated by Mike. The acting portion was pretty, pretty easy. He acts with his whole body. We wanted to put Ryland in a situation where he's got a nice silhouette against the snow and he tells us how he's feeling through his body and his behavior. Like many of the great silent comedians, there's one obscure one you may have heard of called Charlie Chaplin. No, never heard of it. There's one called Buster Keaton you may have I, heard of. I don't watch movies. But the thing is, I guess I'll say this one thing that I never bring up. The one big pain in the ass while acting was those stupid giant snowshoes because always come unbuckled and i'd always just you take one step in them and you go oh, now i have a foot in snow and then i go to lift my foot up oh and now the snowshoe came off every time we did a take i would have to redo the snowshoes but mike said it's funnier if it's if the snowshoes are gigantic and it's really hard to walk in them and i was right 
And it's true. He was right. At what cost? <laughs> People, they're not going to remember the movie itself. They're going to remember how long it took you to get your shoe on. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, this is thing. This is not interesting. interesting. Talk about interesting things if you like. Sorry. <laughs> how many beaver costumes did you actually have? At first, we had five. And then uh, we raised a lot of money between the winters because we had to do second winter because we didn't get it done the first winter because we had no plan. But the second winter, so instead of just the initial five beavers, we were able to get six total beavers. So it became quite the production, quite the Hollywood movie by the second winter. And there was actually six dogs too. Yeah, we had a lot of costumes. And now they're either all destroyed or half destroyed. I think we have one and a half beavers left. If you want one of the dogs, anybody listening, we'll, we can mail it to you for free. Yes. We'll pay you to take it off our hands. <laughs> I think this movie is going to go over really well with the furry community. Yes, we love our furries. We're going to make oh. fun of you here and there, furries, but it's a, from a place of logs. Yeah, you guys and, are really the salt of the earth. And we hope that you guys like hundreds of beavers. There's just bear in mind, there's going to be some people in the theater that aren't furries that maybe have their kids in there. But I'm more motivated by putting smiles on those kids' faces than I am by making something that satisfies the exact tastes of all of the furry community. But we do hope that we have ancillary furry fans that feel that they have ownership over this film as well. But it is primarily a kid's film, so don't do anything weird in the theater near the kids. You said that this took two winters to shoot. What winters were they? Winter 2020 and winter 2021. So we shot in January and February, a little bit in March, both those winters. I can't even imagine how long it took to do all the posts on this. Yeah, Mike did over 1,500 effect shots. And every night after shooting during the day, Mike would bring the footage right into the edit and start editing that night. So that was really good for morale. Otherwise, you get trust from people when they see that they're actually doing something with a point and that you're not trying a bunch of random stuff. We were just shooting the storyboards. So we had the storyboards out there in the snow. I said, look, we just need to get that. It's not like a, we don't need a bunch of things that I'm trying and we're not going to achieve anything that gets thrown away. There's no coverage. It's just a series of inserts that get lined up. And so that gets you trust on set. And then, yeah, post started before the movie was shot because there were storyboards for everything that were striped together on the edit. It was four years post the whole time because as we were shooting, I would just drop the elements onto the storyboard and the, uh, the storyboard timeline became the final film timeline. So I would say four years to edit because we were editing the whole time. What are you actually doing your effects in? It's all in After Effects. <clears throat> there was like two things Jerry did in Cinema 4D, the 3D carrot, and like one other 3D thing, but everything else is in After Effects. It's not like that sophisticated. It's mostly, oh, shutterstock.com. I need a log. Okay, take the log. Put it here. Spend three seconds ruining it. Say, Rylan, what do you think? And he says, that's fine. Moving on. What is your guys' working relationship like? Terrible. But we started working together in high school and we just continued through college and then and, and to know we were doing shorts together through high school and college. And then one day we decided to make a feature. So now we used to make features together. But yeah, it's just like we co-write these things together. We got a great team though of a combination of like guys that we know just from like grade school, high school, and then college. Uh, we've just assembled a great cast, a very large roster, if you will, Beaver Boys, who have helped us not only in Lake Michigan Master, but now on Beavers, and they're going to help us the next one, too. So we got like a fantastic team of guys. Have you seen hundreds of Beavers within an audience yet? Yes. So we 
been to a lot of festivals. I think we're in over 40 festivals. Yeah. Fantasia right now is number 47. 47th festival. This is an awesome one. And the audience here is really pays attention. It was very useful at first as an editor to see if the laughs are coming in the right spot or when people are getting bored and stuff. But, but now, yeah, we're just like, it's just a pleasure to hear the laughs working when they work. And we were, had these ideas for these jokes four years ago. And then you, and then by the time you start producing the joke, it's not funny to you. And then by the time you're like editing the joke, it's not funny to you. And then by the time you're sound designing the joke, it's not funny to you. But then once you're in an audience and they're watching the final version of the joke, it's really not funny because you're so sick of it by that time. <laughs> it's very fulfilling. It's a lot of fun to see this in a packed theater because everyone really gets a kick out of it. And that's what it's all about. That's like the whole point of making a movie we think is to see it in a big theatrical setting. So to experience that with people seeing it for the first time is always very special and makes it worthwhile. Actually, I had people track me down and recommend like Michigan Monster to me because they knew how much I would like it. So when I heard that you were doing a second feature, I was absolutely thrilled. And I absolutely love Hundreds of Beavers. It was terrific. That's, that's so nice, Mike. I really appreciate you saying that. And it's awesome that you watch Lips. Not that many people have watched Lips. And so it, that's cool. Thank you. Somewhat enjoyed it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I just love the aesthetic that you guys are doing and just being able to use special effects to tell stories that you aren't able to tell otherwise. This long, sprawling story of this man trying to get these beaver pelts in order to win true love. It's great how you're able to utilize real life, but then all the effects in order to tell this huge story. Yeah, it's so kind, Mike. I appreciate it. And I don't think, yeah, that we would ever be interested in doing like a small story. I think we would always want to do giant, crazy movies that have worlds and adventure and fun. So yeah, I just, uh, I don't think we would even find motivation if the project wasn't something that was going to be gigantic. No, we just feel like we owe it to the audience. We're just trying to be showmen over here and give the audience really- Yeah, you sound like a real showman right now. Ari and Bailey over here. Hung over. This voice sounds terrible. Use that bouncing off the wall. No, but we just, we feel like we owe it to the audience to just give them this really big, entertaining movie. But just the idea that if you work in this aesthetic, then you can get away with like just cheaper looking effects. But if you can get the, the audience to buy into that world within the first minute or two, then, you know, then you got, it. then you can do a million effect shots and not having taken 15 years to make. Yeah. It would be cool if other people worked in this kind of style. And I know that some do, but uh, it could be like, there's a punk sounds. There's a cheap movie, a cheap genre movie aesthetic. Very rough around like, the edges. Yeah. yeah. And what's one thing that's funny too, is people are kind of like, oh, you make it look cheap and bad on purpose. And it's, I just, thinking in my head as they say this to me i literally tried as hard as i could yeah i like how you made it look bad on purpose <laughs> my entire word solar but let's try my very best <laughs> now are you guys full-time filmmakers or do you have to work day jobs as well no i worked for the wall street journal uh doing motion graphics and i did uh, lately actually we're writing i've just over the years done mo motion graphics stuff i was at fox sports for a while and then uh, that was good because that was live TV that gets me fast on After Effects. But uh, yeah, I've had to do just like good regular motion graphic jobs, but it is related to this because it gets you fast. R Ryland's worth a prison. 
I do not. Actually, though, Lou Rico, the Indian in the movie, he does work at a prison. He's the strongest man in Wisconsin. But yeah, I've been bartender, pizza delivery driver, bouncer, all the odd jobs that filmmakers do. But uh, as of right now, yeah, we've just been writing. So it's been great because we are working on our third feature now. and We've just been doing that full time. So it's been wonderful. And then the guys on the movie, like in the Beavers, have all sorts of random jobs that are, there's a few key film professionals, like the sound mixer, obviously, Bob Barrado holds the whole movie together. And then uh, John Trey, the fight choreographer, and uh, Quinn Hester has shot a lot of features. He was our DP. There was like a few key film professionals, but mo- the bulk of the staff was our buddies who have other jobs. It's like a guy that works on a ship, a lawyer, a bouncer, normal jobs. Yeah. They just had to be hearty blue collar guys who we knew could like stand the cold in northern Wisconsin. And they were great. All the beaver performers, all the beaver boys are like furries, the furry community. They're the salt of the earth. Oh, and you know what's interesting? You know what's so interesting? You know, it's what's that like? What's going to be so interesting? Uh, The beaver judge, Mike, is played by. Brendan Steer of Velocipaster. That's true. (laughs) What a catch you got there. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, he came by for a day and we were like, we just want you to be the judge. Yeah. Nothing else. Like everybody else is like in a bunch of random places in the movie and there is no consistency to the like characters. The judge was always Brendan Steer. (laughs) Tell me about your poster. I love the kind of throwback almost... uh, National Lampoon type poster you have. Kyle Hilton did the poster. He's incredible. What are the silly inspirations for it? Jack Davis. He did it Jack Davis style. Like yeah. the, it's a Mad 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 World poster. And we also hoped that having the Mad 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 World layout would uh, cue people into that this was a long slapstick. Yeah, we basically just said, look, we want like the best poster. We just got to be able to sell it with the poster. And Kyle Hilton did an absolutely amazing job. Everyone should hire Kyle Hilton for all your illustrating needs. Just a really funny guy lived down in Jackson, Mississippi. So what's next for the film? More festivals? When is it coming out? Streaming on DVD, Blu-ray, any of that kind of stuff? Lots of exciting announcements soon at the Hundreds of Beaver Instagram. You can also go to hundredsbeavers.com for updates. We will be in a city near you soon. We will be on VOD soon. And before you know it, you're going to be holding a Blu-ray. Because I threw it at you and I drove by on a bicycle and I threw the Blu-ray at you. And don't even worry about paying me. I already deducted it from your bank account without your permission. And we'll be uh, announcing more announcements at the website and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got more festival stuff in Europe this fall, but hopefully the theatrical run is this fall as well. But yes, it'll hopefully be available widely before the year is over with. Be on the lookout. Mike and Ryland, thank you so much, guys. This was such a pleasure talking with you. Thanks, Mike. I hope that, I hope it was fun for Ryland and I. And uh, but you and I are professionals. We're at work right now, but I hope Ryland had a good time during this interview. I just I'd be upset if he didn't.
Seven days and it gave us all an awful fright. So I tickled his chin and I gave him a pinch and the bastard tried to bite. 